0: Everybody, uh, welcome to episode eight mm-hmm. of the Pedweg Podcast. Uh, we have a spooky episode for you this time. We're actually um, Ashley's here with me, just so you know. It's not just me doing it by myself. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we are going to be talking about horror. Um, you, w- horror is such a broad like thing. So we're going to have an emphasis more on the movie side of things rather than other stuff.
1: Yep, it's absolutely uh it's it's I think it's very evident that movies sort of make up the bulk of what we think of as horror. Uh so we we have, you know, we'll, we'll probably mention some books, we'll probably mention some video games. I know of at least one comic series that we'll probably briefly mention. <laughs> uh there's board games there's uh you know just this encompassing uh, you know thing that makes horror a whole culture uh so this is sort of a broad overview of horror in general which you and i are definitely a fan of yes we're part of facebook groups for it we watch Uh youtube videos i listen to podcasts Uh, so it's definitely something that we're both interested in, and we know that a lot of other people are as well.
0: We have a lot to cover on this episode, so don't be surprised if this is another one of those (laughs) mammoth-sized episodes.
1: Yes, I I don't know if I'm sorry or not. (laughs) We have a lot of fun talking about this stuff, and um, our goal is to eventually have more engagement. We want to hear from you. uh, If you want to tell us what your favorite you know thing that you geek out about just let us know in any social media platform we have twitter we have facebook um we have uh we're on tiktok (laughs) uh instagram so we definitely want to hear from you
0: yep we have all those um interactions great i know we've had some um kind of growing interaction in the group which is awesome and it kind of allows us to kinda talk back with you guys and also get some ideas of what we're gonna do in future episodes.
1: Yes. Uh so we have a we have quite a list now of episodes we want to do. Uh so let's go ahead and get started with this episode with horror. Okay. So I wanna start off by asking you, Joe. Okay. What scares you?
0: When I was a kid, I guess what scares me now is way different as an adult being yeah. 40 years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I was a kid, obviously it was monsters like every other kid, you know, and that's probably um, I'm, I don't want to like start going on a tangent like I always do. <laughs> so I'm just going to say back then it was like monsters and like creatures that could like eat you or, you know, stuff like that. That was what I was afraid of when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, what I'm afraid of is our uh, what is horror to me are people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um, home invasions, um, you know, things like the purge, you know, cause people are demented and
2: mm-hmm.
0: there are a lot, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're the monsters. They're the scary thing that, that happens, you know? And, and I mean, all horror comes from the minds of humans. Mm-hmm. So the things that, you know, they're trying to scare us with, they could be, they could do themselves, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary, you know, like the Saw movies and tortures and, kidnappings and just weird things like that things that could happen in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. you know that to me is horror that's what scares me nowadays is just people people are really freaky like today we were having lunch or breakfast or whatever Uh and there was that guy that was just standing there staring at us right
1: behind the car just staring
0: yeah and just
1: like a horror movie (laughs) exactly
0: i looked in the rearview mirror and i saw this guy just like staring at us and i kind of, like, nudged Ashley, like, hey, you see that guy just, like, staring at us, and immediately you were like, yes, let's get out of here, you know, and, like, stuff like that, and it was broad daylight, it was, like, noon,
2: yeah,
0: it was right in the middle of the day, and the guy's just, like, standing there in a parking lot, just staring at us, and I think that that, stuff like that's kind of unnerving, and then when you kind of, like, start thinking about, you know, people breaking in at night, and, Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff, stuff like that's kind of scary. It's that That's what's horror to me nowadays. Yeah. So I like watching horror that usually deals with people. But that's not to say I love don't love a good monster flick. Yeah. So what about you?
1: Uh, mine has my scares, I guess. My fears have always been the same. From very early childhood to now, I am scared of the dark. And I'm scared of ghosts. I've had a lot of weird things happen to me over the years. Um, probably an explanation, but I don't have any, so So it's just some of those unexplained things. Um, so the dark for me is the biggest because, you know, it could either be supernatural or again, it could be a human and humans are so much more unpredictable than anything else, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, to be in the dark is... Is probably the most unnerving thing to me. Uh, So those are definitely the horror movies that I gravitate towards that actually scare me. You know, you can give me blood and guts all day long. I'm going to be like, meh. (laughs) (laughs) But you throw a ghost movie at me and I'm going to sleep with the lights on, as you know.
0: (laughs) You know, they say, too, that, like, the fear of the dark is like an ancestral fear. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh, I guess it was, it, like, stems back to, like, the beginning of Man when... They feel vulnerable at night from predators, you know, coming mm-hmm. in or, or other tribes, I guess, of, of rival tribes like coming to you in your sleep, which is the same type of fear that we feared these days. You know, yeah. it's like it's, you know, like I just said, like people, you know, you yeah. never understand. It. And like, you know, people can move under the uh, the veil of darkness, you yeah. know, like stealthy and whatnot. And I think we have uh, it's really the fear of the unknown yeah. in, in in general, but I also read that, you know, some people, psychologists and stuff, think that kind of goes back ancestral to, like, you know, your ancestors had that fear of the dark because they didn't know it was going to come and get them in the middle of the night. That's where they were most vulnerable.
2: Yeah.
0: And in the daytime, you, you could, you know, you can see and, you know, you can see things coming for you if something is coming for you, but and now you couldn't. So yeah. that's where a lot of people, I think, have that fear of the dark as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So... Now is the big question. <laughs> How would you define what a horror film or story is?
0: Um, this one's fun for me because I did a poll. When was it? Like last year, I believe, where uh-huh. I asked, you know, is the Terminator a horror film? Mm-hmm. And half of the people were saying, well, the majority of the people were saying, no, it's an action movie,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's great. And you know, I mean, yeah, it is an action movie, but the story was about a machine that came back into the past and was stalking this one woman to kill her. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the line goes, you know, he it, it doesn't, like, it can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pain, mm-hmm. you know. It, it doesn't feel remorse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it just will not stop ever until you're dead. And to me, that's, horror. that's horrifying. <laughs> like, if you've got something that is just programmed to come yeah. kill you and that and I mean in in the movie you see her running from this thing and everybody that she goes to get help with from dies even the police there's mm-hmm. like a great scene in in the Terminator and this isn't about the Terminator this isn't the podcast <laughs> about the Terminator but I'm using this as an example because a lot of people say that the Terminator' is not a horror movie, and so your question to me <laughs> is is when someone is in great danger and there's something unstoppable there's something Where it almost feels like there's no hope. Like horror is the absence of hope to me. So you get these situations where these, this monster, I'm going to call the Terminator a monster Mm because it's a machine monster and it's killing everybody. She goes to a police station where you would feel safe, right? And you're like, oh, I got all these cops. Oh, thank God. This thing had, like, like... Kyle Reese says it has no fear Mm -hmm. no remorse no anything it just walks right into the police station just mows down everybody to get to this woman to me that's horror and a lot of people can come can say it's not but Michael Myers does the same damn thing and Jason (laughs) Voorhees they are unstoppable killing machines that stalk you to kill you (laughs) That's horror. How is that not horror?
1: <laughs> so I'm laughing because as long as I've known you, you have been on the crusade. You've been on the fight to let people know that Terminator is indeed a horror film. And I do... I, I'm i going to say that at first I was like, no, it's not. Because it's it's sci-fi. It's not your typical horror movie. There's nothing... You know, it's not in the same vein as Michael Myers, but it is. But it is, yes. I the more the more that we have this discussion, the more I agree with you, and it does actually fit the definition. Well, the you know the commonly accepted definition of what horror is, which is horror is a genre of fiction which is intended to or has the capacity to frighten scare disgust or startle its readers or viewers by inducing feelings of horror and terror so yeah i can see that in the terminator um ultimately i i don't know i feel like he's more of an anti-hero but how is he an (laughs)
0: anti-hero he's going back in time to murder a pregnant woman at the time she's not even pregnant he's murdering her all
1: right all right
0: i mean there's no (laughs) anti-hero at all like maybe in the in the sequel yeah but in the first movie he is an absolute killing machine who murders everyone that is in his way in order to kill Sarah Connor. that his, That's his entire purpose.
1: I have no real dog in this fight, so I just say yes, dear, and move <laughs> on. But I ultimately do agree with you. I can see where you're coming from. Um, at first, you know, I remember when you asked me about Alien being a horror movie. Um, and I agreed with you because looking at the definition, that is a scary movie. You know, you're Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of darkness involved in that, you know, there's this lone woman on a spaceship and
0: claustrophobia.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's intense.
0: And no weapons.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Alien, if you've never seen it, which I I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. But if not, you need to get your ass out and watch it. It's about these essentially space truckers Mm -hmm. who come across, you know, a, a, a signal and they go and it's crazy because they they land and they find a bunch of eggs and one of the crew members gets you know infected by an egg Mm -hmm. and an alien pops out of him later on um the funny thing about this movie and and just a quick little segue like a a distraction if you will is at the beginning of it this whole movie could have been completely avoided had everyone listened to ripley because ripley was like we can't violate the protocols. It's got an life, unknown life form on him. We have yep. no idea if it's going to infect the rest of the ship. You guys are stuck out there now. I'm not opening anything. But the android opens it up anyway and lets them in. Yep. And everyone's like, what the hell? Why would you leave us out there? Well, because, you know, we could all die from this thing. We don't know what's going to happen. And, gee, what happened?
2: Yeah.
0: Everyone almost died from it. And I don't know the movie is cool, and it's definitely a horror movie to me. A lot of people would say, mm-hmm. well, it's sci-fi. But, yeah, it is sci-fi, but it's horror because... Yeah. It's not your typical movie where you have like oh it, it's an alien on a on a um military base that's mm-hmm. attacking things not like starship troopers or anything like that. It's not a war movie. It's a bunch of space truckers hauling rocks and I don't remember what else they had on the Nostromo but the Nostromo but they had like all this stuff and they were bringing it back, you know, they were they were basically company people, they were truckers. Mm-hmm. And they get introduced to this alien life form that's you know killing them one by one
2: mm-hmm.
0: very ninja like too crawling through the vents and stuff i mean that's terrifying like they they have no training for it they weren't expected to to, to know anything about this mm-hmm. and they're pretty much helpless and i think that the whole like absence of hope definitely mm-hmm. applies in the in a movie like alien
1: i think that a lot of people have a hard time understanding that it is a a horror movie uh, if you think about it, at the the exact same year, 1979, you also have another prolific uh, horror movie that came out, the Amityville Horror Movie. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Amityville Horror. And it's there, on the surface, they're both very different movies. You have aliens on, in, you know, Alien, and you have, you know, Demonic Possession in Amityville Horror. So one is very much the stereotypical horror movie and the other is set in space basically yeah um but yeah i i totally agree with you i would love to hear what other people think of that mm-hmm. uh because i think that's a great discussion and it kind of changes your point of view of okay well what what defines a horror movie
0: exactly and I, what i think to me a lot of people say that Terminator's not a horror movie Or would even argue about Alien, which I don't, I don't think, I think Alien absolutely is a horror movie. Mm -hmm. You can't take that away from it because it is an alien life form killing people one by one. And I'm even going to say Predator is also a a horror movie. I mean, yeah, it's action. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger and all Mm -hmm. that. But that movie is also horror because it is another alien life form, but it's here on Earth.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And yeah, you got soldiers and the typical like badass dudes, you know, but that's what makes it all the more better is this thing is hunting them one by one and it is a sci-fi it is an action Mm -hmm. but it's a horror movie it's the same concept as all the other slasher films and i think a lot of people want to argue that movies like that are not horror simply because they've been conditioned to watch movies like friday the 13th Mm -hmm. and and halloween and nightmare on elm street and stuff like that where it's like the slasher genre is when is what people usually think about when you say horror film when you say oh what is a horror film to you you know the first thing people think about are those I- those horror icons, if you say, what are your horror icons? It's always Leatherface or Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. Chucky to a degree. You know, it's like all these things, all those movies are all slasher films. Mm-hmm. So slasher is, is a genre of horror, is a subgenre, but it doesn't, that's not the definition of horror though. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it, a lot of these other movies have that same formula in them, but it's a different thing. One's a machine. And the others are aliens. I mean, one of them is like a feral type of alien. And the other one is definitely a thinking alien that's like trying to outsmart them. But to me, that's still horror. It's still horror to me. It does cross over into different genres. But to me, that's definitely still horror. I think a, a lot of people think that horror needs to be a slasher movie. Or a paranormal movie. Yeah. Those are like the two most popular ones. But there's also like Godzilla you know, mm-hmm. people wouldn't think that's a horror movie, but that is also a type of horror movie.
1: It's a creature feature. Exactly. And, um, I, bu- I built a huge timeline <laughs> that I could probably still add to you of different um, notable <laughs> pieces of horror culture. <laughs> Uh, mostly movies, um, but, you know, Godzilla is definitely a creature feature that was, you know, debuted in 1954 mm-hmm. during a creature feature phase that, you know, th- that, you know, it basically started around that time period uh, where you all of a sudden have, you know, giant you know animals yeah as your 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 monster um so let's let's go ahead and talk about you know we have movie posters in our house yeah and so the i'm majority I've been looking, of them
0: are horror <laughs> yes,
1: i've been looking at alien because we were talking about alien and of course two posters down we have jaws and I know that that is one of your favorites. Yep. It's um, definitely in the
0: top three of my favorite movies of all time. Yes.
1: Yeah, so 1975, Jaws comes out. And um, it was obviously made before you and I were born. Mm-hmm. But it still affected us. It still affects me to this day. Pool Shark is real. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. And even being from Florida, I will not swim in the ocean. Um, I definitely won't swim in the ocean unless I can see the bottom. If I can see the bottom, maybe.
0: <laughs> doesn't matter. If you're in the water and you see something like that, it's, <laughs> it's over. Because it swims faster than you. There's yes. nothing you can do about it. Except this time you can see it coming, which I think might be worse.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, <laughs> that, so, But that's such a – I think it goes back to – you know being a human being where that is a predator that is that will kill you Mm -hmm. um even if you know the the science behind it sharks probably don't want to eat you but the only way they can tell what you are is by taking a chomp
2: yeah
1: uh so let's talk about jaws a little bit okay why is it one of your favorites
0: well i think it's because i just loved sharks when i was a kid um it's Jaws is I I I think in a in a lot of ways is a is a good starter film for a lot of kids. I mm-hmm. mean it's not too, it's rated PG. I mean these days it wouldn't be rated PG, especially no. for what you see on it. I mean it would definitely be a PG thirteen film oh, yeah. at, at least. Um, but Jaws is very accessible because um, it's I I don't know, it's not super scary. I mean it's scary, but it's not like. It's not like you're gonna have constant nightmare. I mean, you might, but it's one of the mild, the milder movies, and mm-hmm. it's also very. As a child, you don't really pick up on the dialogue or you know all that stuff, but
2: yeah.
0: but you still are enthralled with it because the characters are very lively. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of shark attacks in the film that don't really show anything, but mm-hmm. but some danger, you know. And I know that like in my little child brain even thinking back like when I was a little kid seeing Jaws uh-huh. I do remember and in, in the original Jaws wasn't even the first one I saw I think it was like Jaws 3D I think was my first Jaws because <laughs> that came out like when I was a kid yeah and the other two movies came out before I was born uh-huh. first two and so um I remember getting like the little 3D cards you know like the pack wax packs when I was yeah. a kid but anyway um I, I think it's Jaws, to me, what I really liked about it was it was a kind of a starter movie where it was kind of suspenseful. It wasn't, like, super uh-huh. gory. There wasn't, like, a lot of blood. My parents didn't have a problem with me watching stuff like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, super um, disgusting gore. And there wasn't, like a, like, tons of nudity. There wasn't, yeah. like, a lot of cursing or anything like that. It was very suspenseful film and it, it was almost like uh kind of like the hitchcock type movies yeah it wasn't it, it would like the shark was implied and you like it didn't see it all the time but it, you saw glimpses and it, like when you did
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was shocking so yeah. i was like when i was a little kid i wanted more of it and i'm like oh I, I want more i want more and then i realized that by the time i really got into jaws there was already like three movies so i got to watch like all three films <laughs> and i'm like oh wow this is so cool and became like my favorite thing so when i was a kid and to this very day, like, I love sharks. And I'll, like, look at videos all the time. I mean, you see me yeah. on YouTube. I'm looking at shark videos. Or if I see something cool on TikTok, I'll like it. Because it's always, like, great white stuff. Oh, and I'm my like,
1: gosh. Yes. great
0: white sharks are so cool. So, I think, for me, that's one of my favorite films just because of that. It's not because it's scary. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go, like, dive in the ocean and, like, swim <laughs> around. And, you know, at night or dusk or whatever, like that lady <laughs> did. But <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's... It's cool. It's fascinating because it's real yeah. to me. You know, I mean, that's that's not some monster in the closet, and it's not like some demon under the bed. It's not. It's, it's not something that is is completely like
1: unbelievable. Of, I yeah. guess you
0: know, like to a degree, out I of mean, the
1: realm of possibility, right?
0: And you have a shark that's like real. Like these things are real. Yeah, and they're out there and they're hunting, and all they do is swim and eat. That's yep. all a shark does. And it's cool. And I think that's why I like it so much is because it's realistic. And the characters are awesome. And when, as an adult, watching Jaws, it's in, it's a whole different movie from when you were a kid. So when you're watching the yes. movie as an adult, it's like, <laughs> damn, these guys are this. I love that character, or that guy. Oh, that guy's such an asshole. You know, like yeah. you're watching it, you're like, you're an idiot. Like, what's going on? Why are you keeping the beach open? You know, you're like pleading with the with the uh, with. Brody, you know, you're like, come on, man. Close the beach. You're right. Come on, mayor. Don't be an idiot. At the same time, you're like, yeah, I know what happens, but you're still arguing with it, like, in your head. You're like, oh, my God. This guy's so dumb. And then, you know, Quint comes in and you're like, this guy is like the most coolest dude ever. Yep. The whole scene, like, where he talks about the Indianapolis, it's just... Yes. It's one of the best scenes in movie history. I don't care what kind of movie genre it is. That's one of the best scenes ever. Ever. And I'll defend that to the day I die. It's like, it's not... Is why Jaws is so good. And that whole last part. When they're out there hunting for Jaws. Or <laughs> hunting for Jaws. Hunting for Bruce. <laughs> and and you know they attach the barrels. And he's like oh, he went down with three barrels. Like they never go down with three barrels. And it's like they're fighting this force of nature. That's yeah. just
2: Unfathomable. Yeah
0: and it's bent on taking them down. Like it's not just like oh yeah these guys are in a bow whatever. Blah. No it's like trying to bust the boat, like, trying to sink the boat to get to them.
1: It had this almost uh, human need to seek out these particular people. We, I think we heard somewhere that, uh, you know, the shark, like, specifically goes after these people. Yeah. You know, whereas a normal shark wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> well, it get, it gets a little it more... It had a vendetta. Yeah, what, what you're thinking about is Jaws the Revenge, which yes. is quite possibly now all right it's a shitty movie like people are always <laughs> talking about how jaws revenge is one of the worst movies ever and it, it it's pretty bad It it's it's a bad movie but at the same time it's it's a jaws movie it's a shark film and people get eaten and it's got a great scene where a woman gets snatched off of a banana boat and like eaten in front of a <laughs> bunch of children and it's amazing That's a great scene, even though the movie itself is terrible. Mm -hmm. But the whole plot of that movie is that this is the descendant of the three sharks prior. And now it's coming (laughs) coming for the Brody family. We
1: could do an entire episode on Jaws. (laughs) And we've seen a lot of shark movies, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. that, That, That was
1: our thing for a little while.
0: Yeah, Jaws spawned a ton of copycats. And to this day, there are... Jaws movies, not Jaws movies, but shark movies.
1: Sharknado.
0: Not just Sharknado. Oh, well, yeah, that's the old... The, all right, so that's the bad thing about the shark movies is that they're really stupid. Like, they yeah. purposely make them dumb. But I want a, like, nice, serious shark movie. I mean, we got, like, the one with the Nazi sharks. It's called, like, Sky Sharks, <laughs> and they have, like, guns on them and, like, <laughs> propellers and stuff, and they're flying around in the air. Now, that's stupid. And what then are, they have, like, Ghost Shark. We-
1: which- yeah, oh, I thought... Was it Ouija... Sure.
0: Oh, Ouija shark is the best. <laughs> that one sucks really bad. And it's got like this awful... You could just tell it was a bunch of friends decided to make this film. And it's just so...
1: Oh, man. The, the, the
0: shark is a hand puppet. And, it, and it's a weird, demonic shark. Like
1: You have to check it out. <laughs>
0: it's awful. The ending is the best. And the uh, the best part is... So the end, I'm going to spoil a little bit. So like, the dad is my favorite character in this stupid shark ouija shark movie and he's trying to protect his daughter so the final battle is the dad's spirit in the sky in the clouds fighting against ouija shark and out of nowhere ouija shark is able to spit these like glowing projectiles <laughs> and then like it comes and it hits the guy and he's all hey
1: yep. <laughs> So we've gone on off on a huge yeah. tangent. because
0: now this turned into shark movie. But no, that that's the reason why I like Jaws is because it's a very well made movie. Yeah, never mind that it's uh, um, Steven Spielberg that did it. I yes. mean, I, I think the characters, the way they're written, is so good. And it, it is it is human beings versus a force of nature. And that's why I'll usually watch shark movies because it's like, okay, this is realistic yeah. type of movie. I'm not sure how it's going to be, but it's it's something that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jaws is one of my favorite movies.
1: So what would you say is the first horror movie that really affected you? Well,
0: hold on. You can't just be asking me 50 questions. You've got to answer the same question.
1: Well, what do you mean?
0: Okay, didn't you ask me? This? We got so lost in conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, I that... already
1: knew that Jaws was one of your favorites. Well, what but... about
0: you? What is one of your favorites? Well, I,
1: uh, that's, we're getting to that. We'll you, get well, to I, that. How
0: can you ask me that okay, and fine. then not answer?
1: Um, goodness. What's my favorite? <sighs> I, you know, I don't know. I've been, I've been doing this research looking at all these different movies and I couldn't tell you what my favorite one is. Um probably the witch that was that just came out in 2015. Um that was probably one of the most realistic portrayals of like a New England idea of witch, you know what a witch is. Okay. Um and the the line where uh Black Phillip or the devil whatever uh at the end or close to the end says how would you like to live deliciously? And just the way he says it is both creepy and seductive at the same time. <laughs> and it was like, okay, that's cool. Um, but the fact that there was really not a whole lot of supernaturalness going on until the very end, it was a very slow burn. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't care for it.
0: it That's kind of like the thing with A24 films. Yeah. I think that was an A24 film.
1: I think so. I think so. I,
0: a lot of those movies people are like I don't I hate this this is not horror a lot of people will argue that The Witch was not a horror movie but <gasps> I think it was you it know? was
1: like, It absolutely <clears> was <throat> you still have that supernatural factor and a lot of people even if you're not afraid of the idea of a witch now the idea of a witch is super popular right now mm-hmm. um, and it's become less scary and more about female empowerment
0: and that's a lot of it has to do with like Characters like Sabrina and yeah. maybe I guess well, no, Vampirella is more of a vampire, but mm-hmm. but
1: just female empowerment. Of, yeah,
0: female empowerment. I mean, like like you wrote an article on our page about Zatanna. Yes, and so that she's kind of witchy. She's a, I guess, a magic user.
1: And I have um I have some plans coming up with one of my close friends, Jen. Uh, we're gonna do some witchy stuff too. She has a whole brand uh, that we'll get to. But the the whole idea of a witch has, at first, it it was this classic monster, you know, because a lot of our monsters come from folklore and, you know, stories that are passed around by mouth and, you know, a witch is definitely one of those. The idea of a female being able to take care of herself has always been a scary notion. Uh, You're, you know, as a woman, you're not supposed to do that. But here you are, you know, have these women who could do all these things they could heal, they could take care of themselves, they could live on their own without anybody mm-hmm. uh so I like that realistic um interpretation, but the the idea of the witch in the movie spoiler is that you know it harkens back to that notion that it's this old crone, this old disgusting woman um and they really do touch on a lot of stereotypes that I don't think a lot of people really know about. Um, but I think that it was brilliantly brilliantly done.
0: But a trigger warning, though, that near the beginning, that old crone does kidnap a newborn child and murders it, like, it on screen. Yes, I mean, it's pretty gory. Which,
1: for me, is <laughs> very shocking that I would still be into this movie yeah. because I can't handle that kind of stuff.
0: No, and I mean, it, that, that's what kind of... I watched it and I was kind of like, okay, this is gonna be one of those slow burn movies. I'm not gonna enjoy it, but I think that doing that in the beginning was the shock factor. That was like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. I'm gonna see what happens with this because it's. I guess they don't they don't really show the child being murdered, but it you hear like the gurgling sounds and like the cutting of a knife and there's just like blood and fat like running down yeah. this board. And You're like, holy crap! Did she just kill that like <laughs> tiny baby? Like, what the hell?
1: It's very subtle. It but is, but it definitely uh, stuck with me. Yeah. You know, even being a fan of witches in general, uh, that one still scared me a little bit. Um, but also, you know, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, but our whole notion of horror in general has evolved over the years. Uh, so to see something like that in, you know, that harkens back to this evil stereotype mm-hmm. in a world where witches are thought of as more like just female empowerment was still really cool
0: yeah it's a different uh different thing a different time for sure and like you said i kind of want to jump back kind of to like to the origins of all like how you were talking about how horror kind of evolved from folklore and mm. there's a lot of stuff like that like you know in our timeline of horror you know you got like the in the universal monsters and all that we were all based off of books stories folklores stuff like that i mean that they came out back then you know it's like in the you know Almost the middle, uh, I guess the thirties and forties of nineteen uh, thirties and forties, and so.
1: So with the uh, with film, when you know films were first being made, your first horror movies did come out around the same time. So in the the eighteen nineties, um, you you've got movies coming out that are more specifically centered around Edgar Allan Poe um, and other folklore. Um, And then once you get into the 1920s, you start getting into Nosferatu, um, Bandom of the Opera with Lon Chaney Sr. It's all
0: the macabre.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the 1930s where we see our Bela Lugosi Dracula. You've got uh, Boris Karloff Frankenstein. That kind of thing. Yeah. So.
0: And, you know, when we were talking about uh, how Godzilla came out in the 50s, and then we talked about how there was a lot of things, I mean, what they have... uh, like what was it called it was like them or they i can't remember and it mm-hmm. sucks because now people are going to be like you're not a horror fan but that was like <laughs> you know the the giant ants uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it was uh, them I, I believe it was either yeah. them or they and i get it confused because then there's they live which yes. was an 80s film which was freaking awesome uh, but a lot all those a lot of those horror movies from the from the 50s were giant creatures because That was the, like, atomic age of horror where it was, like, radiation! Like, you know, did all this stuff. And, like, America on a large scale was worried about, like, nuclear war. That was, like, the the horror. Yeah, it was the fallout of nuclear war. So you had these giant ants Mm There was, like, the giant rabbits, which is is, uh, kind of funny to think about. But that was a horror movie. There was, like, giant shrews. Um, There were giant, like, everything, you know. Like, it was cool. Like, (laughs) the giant stuff... I, I guess nowadays we'd call them kaiju because it's like the Japanese like giant yeah, like, monsters, right? And that is a whole genre in itself, but that is also a, a definitely to me a um I would call it horror. Yeah. It is it is a it is a type of horror. It
1: is technically horror, yes, I agree with you. Um but even <laughs> um so earlier we were talking I was mentioning that our idea of what scary is has evolved in Just looking at my notes, I'm seeing, um, you know, just in a a span of a decade, you've got Nosferatu, who is your classic vampire, um, which was part of the whole German expressionist movement in film. That's a whole different topic. I'm sure we can get (laughs) uh, Stefan back (laughs) to talk about movies. Um, But, you know, you've got this idea in 1922 of this very ugly monster (laughs) Um, but then you fast forward. Not even you, you, you know, not even ten years. So nine years later, you have Bella Lugosi as Dracula, and he's got the more classic look, where he's a little more refined. He's supposed to look like a gentleman, uh, someone who's not particularly ugly when you first look at him. Yeah, uh, with a slick backed hair <laughs> and you know very polished. Um, so I think that throughout the you know the timeline of horror you can see lots of different changes and we've seen a lot of people in documentaries and and articles mention that horror in general is a reflection of the times right and we've had a lot of discussion about that so i i i'm sure that we'll we'll come across that that conversation today too Um, But let's go back to my question. Okay. Uh, What is the first horror movie that affected you?
0: Um, That affected me? And by affected me, you mean like scared the hell out of me? (laughs) All right. So that would definitely be, and my dad, my mom and dad can both like attest to this, um, was Child's Play. Yes. I don't know what it was about that. I mean, even looking at him now, it's very... All right, so if we we watched the the new Child's Play movie that came out, I believe a year or two ago, Uh-huh. and we were, actually went to the theater to see that one uh, yes, at, we did. on opening yep. night, and it was weird because like that Chucky was kind of cutesy. He was like a little robot, you know, mm-hmm. and and of course he went bad and did all kinds of awful things, but in the end, it was still kind of cutesy. You know, he didn't really look menacing.
2: Yeah,
0: and the original one, you had this like. Happy looking doll, you know, and you're like, oh, he's he is kind of cute, you know. You got a cute cutesy little doll, but when he turned, like yeah. his face just like distorted into this really evil looking thing. And to me, that stuck with me as a child. That like I looked at that and it scared the hell out of me. Like just looking at that like freaked me out. And I I remember I my dad was like getting all upset because I was so scared of it. And then he was like <laughs> mad because he's like you watch Jaws all the time and like. I specifically remember him one time yelling and he's like, no more Jaws movies for you because he knew I loved watching those yeah. movies. But I was like, this is something different. Like this really effect- it affected me like to the point where I would get nervous when we went to like the video store because I knew my dad would like go run and grab the, 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 the video box, come back and like threaten me to rent Jeez. it. You know, it's like I'm renting this. I'm getting this. <laughs> And like he would always like go Chucky, you know, and like and it would like freak me out when I was a kid. I'd get like all nervous. I'm like, "Oh my god." And I was only like I don't know, I think I was like 7 or 8 when oh that my happened. Yeah. And so that affected me and and you know what? Now those are like some of my favorite movies. Like I, I go back and like it took me a long time to like go back and watch them. And I, all the way up into like my teens and like yeah. early early 20s maybe. I would like would never like look at it cuz I'm like it brought back those weird residual fear from when I was a child I mean it's silly to think about but yeah that's what horror does you know I'm just like oh my god I have all these memories of being super have anxiety and like oh my gosh I don't want anything to do with this like it freaks me out like it's had give me this irrational fear of like toys and dolls and stuff and then uh I don't know like I I um I I think I was, like, in high... Oh, yeah, I was in high school when Bride of Chucky came out. Uh-huh. And I know that's when it started to get, like, really funny and stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, really horror anymore. But there was a girl from high school. Uh-huh. I don't remember her name.
2: hmm
0: But I was, like, kind of interested in her and whatever.
2: hmm
0: And I'm sitting here telling this story, like, with my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but she asked me on AOL Instant Messenger if I wanted to go with her to the movies that night. To go watch Bright Up Chucky, and she's like, "I'm going with some friends. You know, I can come pick you up, and you can come with me." And I thought, "Oh wow, this is gonna be cool. You know, I'm I'm all down for that." But I don't want to see that movie Aww. because it still gave me the creeps. Like I'm still thinking about it as like, "Oh no!" Like that still kind of creeps me out. Like I don't know if I'm ready to do that. So I was like, "Oh, I really can't do that tonight." And then what's funny is like I never talked to that girl ever again after oh, that. Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah, well, wow. it wasn't
0: my. It wasn't like I would like refuse. We just like stopped talking. Oh okay. So it was like that fear of Chucky i have changed my whole life, <laughs> Ashley. I could be in a different place right now if I had gone out to watch Bride of Chucky that night. No, but that movie, like, not that movie, but the very first one and the second one both yeah. kind of freaked me out. And like I said, it took me a long time to finally come back and, and, and check it out. And when I did go back and watch it, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't bad. I was like, that is a really creepy, creepy-looking doll when it gets angry and stuff. But I, like watched it I was like you know what? I'm gonna watch all of them today so one day and this was when I was I one think I was home by myself or something I, I just like watched them all yeah I was like let's just watch them all get this over with and I, I by the end of them I'm like wow those are kind of funny and like the first two are <clears> definitely <throat> horror film horror pure horror mm-hmm. there's nothing really funny about it there's a few like little quips and stuff but um they're through and through like meant to terrify you yeah and I was like okay so I watched the first two the third one's kind of the same way But I watched all of them and I'm like, hey, these are kind of cool. And then now I'm like, whenever something comes out that's about it, I'm down to check it out. But that was something that definitely affected me when I was a kid. I had a crazy fear of Chucky when I was a kid.
1: I think that uh, that's a great example because we did see the newest one and Uh it wasn't nearly as scary. Um, And I think it's a testament to the uh, physical effects that went into the movie where when they had the, the, the Chucky doll they had several different versions, and they purposefully made him look different every time you saw him, so he looked more uh like the the this older man who's possessing him yeah uh, and I think that added to the creep factor the fact that you've got this physical um these physical effects that are so much more um Real, like
0: the practical effects.
1: Yeah, the practical effects. That's what they're called. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> they're so much more realistic and so much more tangible, and yeah. you can see that on on film.
0: And the, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, I I really do think that the eyes, yeah, the eyes of Chucky from the first and second movie, and even the third, they looked real enough to where you were like ooh, that's kind of yeah quick. you get like this uncanny valley feeling even
1: if it's just a doll it's the fact that they're actually there you know it's it's tangible for those actors um but it also sh- shows up on film it's so much different than seeing the cgi um and with the whole doll thing i i remember I, not as a child but Um, I remember watching the Conjuring movies, you know, where you got Annabelle. And going back to the story of Annabelle, the real Annabelle doll was a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. And I had those. (laughs) And I have to say that after watching those, I was an adult when those came out. And I could not look at those dolls the same. Could not do it. (laughs) I felt so bad for my grandma because... You know, these are things from my childhood. I I grew up with them. There's nothing malicious about them.
0: Right. <laughs> but, but now you know.
1: <laughs> I had to put them in a drawer.
2: <laughs> Just put them
1: away. <laughs> uh, so for me, the first movie that really affected me um, was The Exorcist. Okay. And it came out in <clears throat> 1973. Uh, but I obviously didn't. You know, I wasn't alive then. Um, I saw it when I was probably 13, mm-hmm. um, 12, 13, something like that. I was in middle school. And I remember spending the night over at my friend Jen's house and we watched The Exorcist. And I don't think I've ever been more terrified in my life <laughs> until, until The Grudge came out. And then that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, but I remember watching The Exorcist and that just, that was the first horror movie that really kept me up at night, and I couldn't help but think about, you know, things like Ouija boards, never used one before, but you better believe I will never touch one because (laughs) of that movie, Um, and yeah, just the whole idea of being possessed, that was the first time I'd ever really um, been presented with that notion, you know, that you could be possessed, Yeah. And uh, the the you know the the little girl just did such an amazing job. I forget the actress's name. Linda Blair. <laughs> yeah, Linda Blair. Um, and and as a tangent, we are going to miss facts, and there's a lot of movies that we are not going to mention. Uh, doesn't mean that we aren't fans. Yeah, we love horror. <laughs>
0: Give us a break, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna try and touch on as much as possible. There is a lot. Um, yeah, we
0: haven't even scratched the surface. No, I mean, we sh- horror is just, like, a huge part of our life. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. mean, we, we watch a lot of horror stuff, and at least, um, I think the last thing we did was we watched the entire brand new season of The Stand. And then we yes. went back and actually yesterday uh-huh. watched the 1994 thing all the way through from start yep. to finish. So it was, like, six hours.
1: Yeah, huge Stephen King fan, uh Um, and so it was really nice to be able to go back through the story, and seeing the TV show, it didn't quite do the story justice, but seeing the first version was so much different, even though it was, what, six hours? Yep. We watched all six hours.
0: (laughs) We watched all six hours in one go, and by the, like, I think... About an hour in, I was like, "Wow, this is so much better than the brand new series it, we just saw."
1: The pacing was better. That most of the <clears throat> casting was better. Um, just this, the whole story flowed better. I think there were parts of the TV show that really um, were good. Mm-hmm. So Alexander Skarsgård did a great job <clears throat> of the Man in Black. <clears throat> um, you know, and and a couple of casting in the new one was really good too. Some were definitely not. Um, I
0: think Larry was really good in the new one. Yeah? Yeah, because, I don't know, he was likable from the start. And they had this, like, little story where he's, like, he, he dealt with drug addiction and yeah. all that. And it was pretty good. Uh, the, the old, the guy from the 94 one was... Yeah. Total douche, like, right off from the start. Like, he started redeeming himself, like, at the very end. And I was like, eh, I mean, at least he <laughs> got okay. But still, he wasn't, like, nothing like the... uh yeah the guy from the new one well yeah there was casting was i think generally better in the old one there Mm -hmm. was a few good stuff about the new one uh the thing i liked about the new one was that it was rated r so there was definitely lots of gore and like uh like when nadine when she killed herself yeah that was pretty pretty disgusting and they didn't shy away from showing like her busted up face and yeah. like all that stuff I was like oh and it was Amber Heard too yes. so it made it like ten times better
1: exactly I know that <laughs> I, I generally try to stay as positive as possible but I was so happy to see that I was so happy to see her go <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I do think that the end of the the end of the 1994 series was a lot better than the end of the yeah new one I mean the new one was like way theatrical and you know, uh-huh. it was like you had to see every character that was even, like, that wasn't an extra. Yeah. You had to see their demise. Like, so it's like, oh, you know, oh, this guy's going to get, this girl's going to get hit by lightning and you're going to see half of her body explode. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. And it did that for, like, everyone. I was like, yeah. come on, like, just blow up the forehead already. I was, like, just saying, <laughs> saying that, like, at the end of it, you know, I was like, when is this thing just going to strike the freaking, like, bomb and blow everybody up? Because yeah. that's all I needed to do. And they did that perfectly fine, like, in the... And the new one. I mean of course the, the ninety four one was had a lot of cheese factor in it. You know, the hand of God at the end, like touching the bomb and blowing yeah. out that was kind of stupid. Mm. But um a lot of the stuff, uh what else was cheesy? Oh, Nick coming back all the time to talk to Tom Yeah was a little corny too.
1: The the guy who played Tom in the new version, the T V version was awesome. He's good. Loved it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to do, I would love to do at least a mini, a, a, a podcast, uh, a bedwig pieces on Stephen King, uh, because that is definitely a whole podcast in and of itself. Oh yeah.
0: I think it's probably worthy of a full one because yeah. there's a lot of Stephen King like, uh, stuff. There's that, there was that show Castle Rock. Uh huh. It's only Which... went, it only went for two seasons. Gone now. Uh, it's not coming I'm back. I'm so sad. Um, but there was a ton of movies that yeah. were that were made, you know, like, it was done twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about just for Stephen King. So, yeah. just for that purpose alone, we'll probably just omit most of Stephen King's stuff <laughs> on this podcast.
1: So, there's there's quite a few different versions of horror, um, you know, in talking about what defines horror. You have sci-fi horror, you know, you have vampires, you have ghosts and paranormal um, I believe I know the answer, but what's your favorite subgenre? Do you have one?
0: I mean, just based on what I like, obviously, sci-fi horror is my favorite. Yes. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, not just Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Like Lovecraftian stuff is still is what would be defined as cosmic horror, mm-hmm. and that's just you know things from the stars, and I think things like the thing, the
1: thing, yes, which
0: is a remake. Um, of an old movie of uh, john carpenter's remake of the thing though is one of the best movies ever made in yes, my opinion I agree. out of any genre because it's got that whole like guys we've been in our antarctica together for how long you know we like have bonded and everything and then all of a sudden you insert in this alien shapeshifter into into the equation now you don't know who to trust who is a thing
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know who's been taken over and it's just all this paranoia and it's just a it has an ending that has been... That college thesis have been written on, like... That's how iconic the ending yeah. is. It's such a great ending.
1: If you have seen the movie, please tell us what you think <clears throat> of the thing. Because that is a great conversation. I had not qu- seen it before. Real quick, the yes.
0: question is, was Childs a thing at the end? Yes. That is the thing that... The, no pun intended... But that is the thing that has been debated about for since it's come out, which was almost 40 years ago.
1: So throughout the entire movie, it's basically a process of elimination, and you're left with two guys. And it's questionable whether or not one of the last two guys is the thing. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great one.
0: Yeah, it's a good question because presented with the data, you know, at the end of the movie... McCready is, like, doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. And Childs is nowhere to be found.
2: Yep.
0: All of a sudden, everything seems to be vanquished and life is back to normal. But you got these two guys. Like, Childs shows up out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I was doing something. And then you got these two dudes sitting. Obviously, they're going to die. Yeah. Because it's out in the middle of Antarctica. Mm-hmm. There's no shelter. They're just sitting outside in the snow. And they're both talking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Up to this point, there is really no concrete evidence. If you watch the movie, there's no concrete evidence that anyone infected by the thing is capable of carrying on conversations. They usually just stand around yeah. until they're found and then they make all these weird noises and stuff. But at the end, Childs is having a conversation with McCready back and forth. But there's some things in there... And I'm just going to talk about it now because just in case nobody even, like, says anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. One of the major things is that McCready has a bottle of whiskey that he was making into, like, Molotovs and stuff. And he opened up the top, and a lot of people say that there was fuel in there that he put, like, gas in there to light light it up as a bomb as opposed to just having whiskey in there. Uh Uh-huh. And he offers it to childs. Childs takes it, just takes a swig of it, acts like nothing's wrong, and it goes back to McCready, who just kind of goes, <laughs> like, he just kind of chuckles a little bit, like, I know he's not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. It's a small little tell, and, and other people would say in there, I read a college paper about this that somebody wrote,
2: uh-huh.
0: they also said that Childs was too trusting to just grab something and put his mouth on it, like... He has no idea if McCready is also a thing. Yeah. And if he was, he would have been like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to drink that thing. But instead, he just, like, grabs it and drinks it. So that's another tell that Childs may have been the thing.
1: Yeah. Isn't there one more? One more thing? Um,
0: yeah, there was a... Technically, it's a prequel.
1: Well, isn't it... Um, <clears throat> I don't know if, if it's real or not, but um, I heard that since it's so cold... One of them, you can see their breath, and the other, you can't.
2: Yeah,
0: that's another thing. Uh, um, and I, I think that child is the one that has no breath.
1: Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of, like, clues.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But the end of it, it's just the two of them sitting there, like, waiting to see what's going to happen next. I love next.
1: that. I love then, that.
0: Then you hear the, the the music come in, you know, like, dum-dum. Yep. Dum-dum. It's like a heartbeat. <laughs> Oh my god, that movie's the best! <laughs> You've got to see that. It, it, it's worth it, what. What's so good about it is you know what's going to happen. You know who survives. You know who a thing. Who who is a thing. Who's not a thing. But the movie is so good that you will watch it multiple times and get the same amount of enjoyment each time because it's so damn good. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I don't really have much input on this, but this is a question that you wanted to include uh what is your favorite horror director?
0: John Carpenter <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. For sure. That's one of my favorites. Um He did the thing like we just talked about like 2 seconds ago, but uh also he did uh They Live, which I talked about earlier. Um that's kind of a alien invasion story. Uh-huh. Um with like subliminal messaging and of course, it has Keith, it stars Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And it's amazing. It's a, I wouldn't, I guess I would say that's kind of a horror movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it's definitely a sci fi movie for sure. And the movie is just about aliens who are kind of taking, they're, they're slowly taking over the world. And it's kind of like a New World Order type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically a satire, um, on consumerism. So, um, Eventually, uh, Roddy Piper finds these sunglasses that when you put it on, kind of like lifts the veil on the world and like lets you see it the way it truly is. And all the billboards, you know, trying to sell you stuff, they all say like obey and like consume and like all the magazines on the rack all say the same thing. And he could see like who's an alien and who isn't, you know, infiltrating the world. And they're just like going about their business, like getting groceries and stuff, just like everyone else. And so... um, that's a good one. And it's kind of, like I said, it's a satire. Um, but it's also, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would consider that a horror. Because nothing really horrifying happens in it. It's mostly just fighting against the man. Like, finding out that the government's kind of, like, run, run by aliens. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, they're kind of like alien overlords, so to speak. And But John Carpenter also did Halloween. Yes. Which a lot of people think is the greatest slasher franchise of all time.
1: It's pretty good. It's a good one. Came out in 1978. Multiple sequels.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the way... There's 20 of them. Just kidding. There's not that many, but they had <laughs> H2O, which was a stupid name. But um, I think that was because it came out like 20 years after the first one. Mm-hmm. But there's a brand new one that came out in 2018 just called Halloween, and that one is a direct sequel to the 79, so it kind of takes all those sequels in between and just throws them out the window. Yeah. And... um I don't know John Carpenter does his own music too. So the theme for Halloween was done by John Carpenter. He does most of the themes in all of his movies except for the thing. Mm-hmm. Um but he also did um another one of my favorite films that's not horror, um <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> is one of my favorite movies as well. That's a it's good definitely one. top 5.
1: Also Kurt Russell?
0: Yep, Kurt Russell is in that one too and It's great. So I would say John Carpenter for sure, just because he's done some cool movies, but he's also done, he's done a lot of stinkers that people don't like, Mm -hmm. but he also just doesn't care. You know, I guess like some interviews, he was like, oh, you know, it hurt me when I heard they didn't like this or that. And he's like, but now I just don't care. (laughs) He just makes whatever he wants. And the fact that he does the movie, but he also does the soundtrack too.
2: Yeah.
0: is super awesome. That's And so that for me, it would be my favorite, um... Horror director for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of input. I couldn't tell you. i I'm, I know I'm a bad horror fan, but I I couldn't tell you who does what for the most part. Um, I think the first director that really stood out for me was probably Hitchcock. Um, I remember going to um, like Universal Studios, you know, and they had this whole Hitchcock. Uh, you know, how they film things. They've got the the house from Psycho. Um, but just the subtleties in a lot of his, his movies. That was probably the first uh, director that I ever gravitated towards. Uh, that was right around the time that I was in my first film class. Uh, so, you know, Psycho, which came out in 1960, definitely ushered in a whole era of Hitchcock. Um And a whole new era of the way people do movies um so just the subtleties and the i guess the the way he shot his movies um psycho is obviously a you know usually in the top ten, if not the top number one horror movie of all time uh you also have vertigo. You have Rear View, which are both great studies in uh, the psychology behind humanity. You know, like what what are your natural fears? Um, you've got the birds that came out in nineteen sixty three with with Tippi Henderson. Um, you know, so even if he was not the greatest person in the world, uh, his movies still stand the test of time yeah. and influence a lot of other filmmakers. So that would probably be my pick.
0: Okay, it's a good pick. I mean, (laughs) I know, I know. There's a lot of like horror purists who would argue that Hitchcock is more of a thriller, like a thriller suspense, not really horror. But come on, like Psycho was a horror movie. It
1: was, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You've you've got this um, guy who's taking on the persona of his mother, just an unhealthy relationship uh, in general. And he's a psycho. He's a killer, you know? I feel like it's the same vein as any other psycho killer.
0: Yep. For sure. I think it's, uh... If psycho... I don't know. Psycho's definitely a horror movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um... So, do you think that horror movies are scary? Is there is there a horror movie that scares you now?
0: Um... I haven't seen a movie that really scares me. I know that I, I think people in general are desensitized by decades and decades of of, of horror that has evolved over those years. You yeah. know, you started with the, you know, things like The Phantom of the Opera was like scary, you know, uh-huh. but now it's like a Disney movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, you go from, uh, you know, 1925 Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney Sr., and you go all the way through the decades to Gerard Butler, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a huge difference. You go from this terrifying monster to ooh, Gerard Butler.
0: Yeah. It's just one of those things that just evolved where it's like yeah. back then that was horror. Nowadays, it's a romantic like movie. It's yeah, supposed it's
1: like... to be romantic and I don't understand why, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: <laughs> the, uh, the Phantom of the Opera, though, the end of the original movie is like one of the greatest endings ever where you know they corner they corner him Mm -hmm. and he (laughs) they're all there to like lynch him and mob him and kill him and they've got their pitchforks and the torches like literally and he like reaches back like he's gonna hit them with something and they all like recoil like oh my god and then he like slowly opens his hand and there's nothing there yeah and then he just laughs and laughs and then they kill him yep but that's, like, the best part. It's, like, everyone... Like, even that last little bit, he, like, got over on him. Like, yeah. went over on him, like, at the very end. That's such a great film.
1: It is. I agree with you. And, it, and it's a great... Um, it's... I don't know. I don't really consider that a horror movie, but... At the time, do. it definitely
0: was. Yeah. And so that's the thing, is, like, things have evolved over time. I mean, you would maybe look at some of those old movies. I know a lot of people would say Godzilla's not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And even at the time, it was, like, this is the dangers of radioactive, like, yeah. use. like using the atomic bomb is going to create creatures like this. And things have, you know, like, them, or they, or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> them. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was probably them. And it was, like, the giant ants, you know? And it was, like, you I have all these that. movies. As they, as you get older, as as time goes on, and, and film gets older, you look back at those films, you're like, that's not horror. Yeah. Like, because in back then you know those people for instance we we ran into when we went and watched the dead can what was it dead can die can't die or dead don't die or something like that uh-huh. it was that zombie film with uh bill murray and uh
1: adam driver adam
0: driver and it was basically just a it was a comedy film but it was so funny and we ran in we were sitting next to that guy who was like in his 90s or whatever yep and he was talking about horror films back in the day and he was kind of Making fun of them a little bit, you know, about how how they were old and they weren't really scary. And they were just kind of like B movies. And I was thinking to myself, you know, he's right. But at the same time back then, that was horror. Like those were the drive-in movies back then where it was like, oh man, The Blob is a good example. Where you're watching The Blob and it's like, you watch that nowadays and you're like, that old movie with Steve McQueen, that's not scary. But then they redid it in the 80s where it was like ultra violent. And it was like, holy crap, like The Blob is freaking scary because... It didn't show, like, it disintegrating people's faces or, like,
1: well, the, melting them. The original came out in 19, 1958, so they probably didn't have the technology no, but, uh, but to do there that.
0: was not no movies even did that to begin with. Yeah. Like, no one showed anything really graphic. Yeah. Whereas in the new the new blob, that blob was, like, 1980-something, <laughs> but it came out in the 80s. And, like, that blob, which was a remake, was super violent in comparison. Mm-hmm. It was just showing people disintegrating when they touched the blob and they like it's really gross and it was like almost uh almost body horror type because yeah. their faces would like melt like really slowly and stuff and yep and i think if they made a blob now it would be even more like the the gore would be amped up to 11 i think yeah. with that and i think that horror in general um <clears throat> pertaining to the the question that you asked it's it's a lot different now i think a lot of people horrors a lot different because you got things like a Serbian film Oh. where people are calling that horror. Well, really what it is is it's kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can stomach as far as what you see on screen.
1: And we are in no way promoting that one ever. <laughs> I, I, Oh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I have a lot to say about that and never will see it. No.
0: Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of disgusting stuff about it. And, um, But to the point is that there's – horror is just way different now. Yeah. It's not – I don't think horror – people aren't really scared anymore of horror. They're more – they're looking for the next disgusting thing. So they want to see something that's gross. And Human Centipede Mm -hmm. is a good example of that. I mean, is it horror? Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it's like also just for gross out stuff. It's like we're going to just get progressively worse and show you disgusting things. With the human centipede. I think there's like three of them. Yeah. And they just get worse as you go on. So it's like, okay, well, this is pretty gross. They're like showing you things on the the screen that's meant to shock you. And a lot of the stuff that's shocking to people is gore. Something, a a really gross gore mixed with sex. Yeah. In some way. And it's like you take the two of them together and you mix them together to create something that's shocking. Because to people sex and gore together is something that's like something that's still taboo where yeah. it's like it's not wired in your brain you're like your your brain thinks of sex as like pleasure yeah and then it looks at gore as like disgusting so you have like disgusting it's mixed like sweet with,
1: and sour yeah
0: it's like sweet and sour mixed together it's something that your brain can't really comprehend where you're like oh man that's gross but i can't like not look away you yeah. know it's like one of those things and people i think as As time goes on, we're going to see a lot more of stuff like that trying to shock people because the traditional horror tropes aren't scary to people anymore. And I think film has evolved in a way where people are still kind of scared of like, um, I guess, like paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. So those are still going to happen because it's like the jump scares, you know, it's like, bang, something really loud and people scream and then laugh and... You know, they, like, laugh nervously because they got scared and trying to laugh it off. Yeah. And I think we're going to see those forever until the end of time. Yeah. But horror has evolved to the point where I don't know if it's scary anymore. As it is result, like, they're kind of turning to cheap, like, ways to scare you or shock you. So I think that that's the answer. It's not really scary anymore. More so they're just trying to shock you or get a response out of you in some way.
1: Yeah yeah um and touching on the whole torture porn thing you know we we've we're just watching a whole bunch of top tens and you know on a couple of them they mentioned cube uh which came out in nineteen ninety seven uh which is probably the precursor to saw, which came out in two thousand four and that sort of kicked off this whole wave of torture porn movies you've got hostile yeah. um and oh, just a whole bunch of ones. <clears throat> I I don't even think I could name them all, uh, but it does <laughs> seem that it, I mean even in within the whole Saw franchise itself, it always tries to outdo itself with the next one, uh, to the point where they what they they've kind of resorted to who's in the newest one Chris Rock. Or Chris Rock. I mean, how? <laughs> <clears throat> Not to take away from him as an actor, but it's it's just so <laughs> far fetched now. Um, You know, it's it's so far removed from the original movie, Um, but you also have, you know, a whole wave of uh, horror comedy, which we won't touch on a whole lot. Um, But you're kind of looking at the the scary movies
2: um,
1: where they poke fun at horror movies and it all sort of began with Abbott and Costello. Um, in 1948, went with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, um, where, you know, these aren't necessarily scary anymore. You know, when you can laugh at that monster, it's not scary anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of a, probably the reason why those spoofs exist.
1: Yeah. To take away the edge. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. there's There's probably some truth in that. Um, I know for me, I, you know, like I mentioned before, the whole paranormal thing is always going to get me, um, <laughs> no matter what, you know, when the ring and the grudge came out, I had nightmares for months, literally. I, I don't care how corny that sounds. Um, but then, you know, when paranormal came out, um, I loved those. Those didn't necessarily give me nightmares, um, uh, but I definitely enjoyed them so uh, so yeah um how do you think horror has changed throughout the years i know we've sort of touched on this already
0: yeah i just did (sighs) okay (laughs) i talked about how things were kind of like uh light and then it kind of just keeps getting worse and worse and like the more disgusting horror is these days and i think uh that's kind of where we're at, I think, now, is people are looking for the next, like, gross-out thing for for people to watch. Yeah. And I think that's where horror is now, which I really wish they went back to kind of, like, the older style where it was, like, monsters and, like, wizards and stuff like mm-hmm. that and things that are making, like, like a lot of... Uh, I guess this is more of a, like, I wish they did this rather than what they're doing because I think horror now means a lot something way different than what it did back in like the 90s and 80s and even the early 2000s because like you said with saw like becoming like this torture porn type thing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it that's where they kind of saw their money being made and they're like oh people like this kind of stuff so now they're kind of doing more of that than they are like the traditional type of slasher stuff yeah so i wish they did it but i think that horror has evolved over time like Becoming like you know the standard monsters to like slashers and then like kind of went to ghosts. Um, kind of in the shuffle back there were like giant monsters and stuff. And mm-hmm. like you said before, core is kind of like the, the product of like the, what's going on at the time. <laughs> and right now it's all like weird sex, like yeah, and gore, a lot of torture porn type of stuff yeah. nowadays. And I hope that that's not like where the traject the what trajectory we're taking like, in in horror. I want to mm-hmm. see more of like, people versus nature. Like you know, like they have the crocodile movies and like the <laughs> sharks. And I want to see like, you know, I know they did a couple of lion movies like recently, but I yeah. want to see more stuff like that. Um, piled on to some of like the new technology we have, mm-hmm. use that for some cool stories that. You know, maybe there are some ghosts or cool ghost stories that they can use, cool special effects. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be a hidden camera paranormal movie. They, yeah. they can actually do, like, stuff like the Poltergeist film franchise again. I mean, they tried to reboot it, but it was terrible. <laughs> but they can do stuff like that, you know, and they could do, like, amazing monster movies. Yeah. Now, and I know that they did Psycho Gorman. Yes. Which is definitely, like, kind of like a comedy horror. Yeah. But it was super graphic. They use a lot of practical effects. Yeah. And it really did look like a Power Rangers movie because there was like (laughs) the costumes were really shitty. But if they took today's technology and like put money into it to make a horror, because I know horror movies in general are low budget because Mm -hmm. they're a horror movie really is designed to be made cheaply, Mm -hmm. put in a theater, make a whole bunch of money way over its budget. Yeah. And so they say, okay, we made a profit with that. We can do a sequel because people are going to say, hey horror movies always have a sequel sequel, which is true yeah I mean how many horror movies have you seen where it's like one and done it's like okay oh that's a good horror movie
2: that's true no it's
0: like oh two two years later it's like the sequel you know part two or whatever and I hope I'm kind of hoping that I that it evolves past to where we're at now goes back reinvents the formula and does it with a bigger budget because that's what we want to watch.
1: Well, I think that's sort of what they've been doing. Um, horror in general seems to reinvent itself every once in a while. Um, every every decade or every generation, it seems to uh, redefine what's scary. So at first, we you know we see the classic monsters. Uh, lots of stories based on um, old stories. Um, I know Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, influenced a lot of movies not only in the beginning but also had sort of a resurgence in the 50s and 60s with Vincent Price and Christopher Lee Um, but you've also got you know you go from sci-fi to creature features um, and into serial killers in the 70s and 80s because those are a reflection of the time Um, and then You know, more recently, we've had more, you know, zombies and ghosts and things like that. Um, But we've also got, like, this resurgence of social issues with Get Out, where, you know, and I think in horror movies overall, you have a very, you've got minority groups that are so underrepresented. Um, And then you come out with movies like Get Out, who's not only featuring, you know, people of color in starring roles, but also produced and directed by people of color. Um, and also the, the whole premise is kind of bare compared to um, paranormal activity sort of stuff, you know, where you've got ghosts. There's really no CGI going on in Get Out, you know, and you then you've also got Hereditary um, which was a slow burn as well. Uh, you've got yep. Midsummer, which was a super slow burn. Um, so I think the, 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 what, what scares us in general has changed a lot, especially depending on what de- decade you're looking at.
0: I agree. I also think that there's a lot more social horror than there really, than there has been ever. hmm Um, I know there's, like in terms of like the purge. Uh-huh. That was also like, uh, I don't know, that was like interesting because there is like this, you know, preying on the lower class. Like yeah. that was the whole point of the Purge movies is like, um, especially in the the movie called The First Purge, which actually isn't the first Purge movie, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's like about how the Purge started. And really what it was about was wiping out the low class minorities yeah. that lived in the projects. You know, they were like, let's just get rid of these people because they're just basically yeah. a leech on society. So... Um, not to be all political or anything, but the but the movie poster actually had a a red hat that's not. It was very much looking trying to be like the the MAGA hat.
2: Yeah. But
0: instead of make America great, it just said the first purge on it. Yeah. So it's just is it interesting to to see stuff like that, and I know that people are gonna be like, oh, boo, you know, there's like liberal whatever. But I thought it was interesting because there there is like a, a correlation to the way the world is right now. Yeah. It's like a. So you know, there's always been like some kind of social commentary and horror, where like you know things are kind of the same way as they are in real life, yeah. and there is definitely a divide there. And I think that the pur- that first Purge movie poster, and the the content of it, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, whether or not I agree with the political thing, you know, it's like it was appropriate. It's appropriate for the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. No matter what, you, no matter what side of that spectrum you're on, you can't deny that that's a rare, very real fear. Uh, for both sides, that something like that could easily happen, um, and I think the Purge movies sort of hit on maybe a scenario in which that could happen. Um, mm. the you know the first one came out in two thousand thirteen. There's been several, uh, sequels, but also a TV series that we watched. Yeah. Um, that we enjoyed. Yeah, um, the TV
0: series was good.
1: And it's it's sort of torture porn ish. Um. But with, the, it seems a little smarter though.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's torture porn because it doesn't feature like people, there's not extended scenes of, of people being tied down and like cut up and yeah. all that stuff. Mostly it's just people who, the real horror in it is that your boss, your coworker, you worker know, your neighbor is just deciding one night, the one night in the year that they're just going to go out and start murdering people mm-hmm. that they that wronged them during the... During the year. And it's just so weird to think about. It's like, why would you even do that? Like...
1: Yeah.
0: I can't even imagine. Like, I put myself in some positions. And I'm less, like, thinking to myself, dang. Like, you know, put... Being the person who extinguishes someone else's light. You know? It's like, how could you do yeah. that? How could you, like, live with yourself? Not that I'm some, like, hippie. You know? If push came to shove. And if it's, like, my family or someone else... But, yeah. I'm definitely choosing my family. So... It's just I I just can't wrap my hand around like wanting to do something like that. You know, yeah. where it's like the purge is out, so good. Let's go out and start. You know, that guy cut me off. I took his license plate down. I know where he lives. I'm gonna go out and get him tonight. You know, That's it's just so like crazy. so weird. Like, it's just vengeance. You know, it's like it's un. It's violence and vengeance for no reason.
1: Yeah, people do seem to hang on to their anchor a little bit more, and we have seen quite a few movies like that. More recently, like Unhinged. Yes, with uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, just it's, you know, something so petty. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that serious. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, that is a very real fear, yeah. especially in uh you know today's climate where tensions are super high. You never know what your neighbor's gonna do. Yeah,
0: you never know who's who's what. You know.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So you never know who's gonna just like, it's it's. I always think about what, what I would do with The Purge, and my answer is always like, well, I'd go out and purge the purgers, you know? But, <laughs> then like, when you think about it, it's like, well, no, that's really not, like, something I would do. Yeah. I would always, like, say, hey, actually, what I would do was touched upon in the second series,
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, the second uh season of The Purge show. Mm-hmm. And that was a bunch of people went out and, like, robbed a bank.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they took all the money out, and as long as they were, like, outside of the bank when the alarm went off, then they were cool. They could keep all the money. Yep. Yeah. But... One guy like had his foot still in there, and that was, like kicked off the whole premise of the show. Yeah, and so the, you know, I think that the Purge series—not um, to go on a tangent—but the Purge series to me is one of the most original things that have that have come along because the the possibilities of what happens during the Purge is endless, mm-hmm. and I think the first Purge really hit it on the like hit it on the nose like perfectly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If the Purge was real. And they said all crime is, you know, legal. The exact same thing that happened in that would have happened in real life, which is there would have been block parties.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: People were, like, doing drugs in the street, just having a good time. Like, mm-hmm. no one worried about anything. And it was the fact that they, like, goaded them into, like... would Of course, that's not to say that there's not going to be people who are like, good, I'm going to go kill people. Because there yeah. will be people oh, like I'm, that. I'm sure. But it wouldn't be like the Purge, like, movies where... The alarm goes off and all of a sudden everyone's like, let's murder everyone. Yeah. I honestly don't think that would happen if the purge was real. Mm-mm. But I do think there would be a lot of rape. There'd be a lot of yeah. fights. There'd be a lot of drug use. There'd be a lot of like weird shit going on. Like, yeah, A lot of places would get robbed. it would be a lot of theft.
1: I'm pretty sure that most people <clears throat> would try to stay inside as much as possible i i want to have faith in humanity and say that (laughs) i i truly believe that most people would try really hard to keep to themselves and stay as safe as possible that's my take
2: (laughs) i
0: I think you're probably right probably most people would do that i just think that it is a little unrealistic to think that oh everyone's gonna be out there murdering each other and everyone's got their weird masks and sadistic weapons and all this stuff and weird traps set up i don't think that that would happen
1: i mean we do live in a world where the kkk exists so i'm sure that'll happen in some areas unfortunately um but you know i think for the most part people will stay safe
0: well that's part of the real horror though that is like real horror and that's what would scare me is people that are just unhinged
1: yep definitely so, with that being said, how do you feel about movies that are, you know, part of a franchise or even being remade? All these reboots that we've seen. How do you feel about those?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, considering that one of my favorite movies is a reboot. <laughs> I, I don't it, it depends on how they're done, I guess. Like Yeah. The new Halloween well, the latest Halloween is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. And it was written by Kenny Powers, of all people. <laughs> and while he was co-written, um, Danny McBride wrote it. And it was just so weird. When I heard that, I was like, oh, gosh, here we go. This is going to be so dumb. It ended up actually being a really good movie. Yeah. And it, like, completely ignored all the prequel, all yes. the sequels after the first one. So, to me, that's kind of doing it right. And I'm hoping that, like, more... Like uh, Terminator, the, mm-hmm. the latest Terminator movie dis- disregarded all the sequels too.
2: Yeah.
0: It was like Terminator, Terminator 2, and then the latest one. It it ignored 3, Salvation, Genesis, and whatever crap came in between. And it was
1: really underrated, and I <clears> don't know about <throat> you, but I enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was interesting that kind of shows that a lot of people hated it because, spoiler alert, John Connor dies in the beginning... Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, he was supposed to be the leader of humanity and yada, yada, yada. But the thing that the Transformers, not the Transformers, <laughs> the thing that the Terminator movie kind of established is that no matter what happens, there will always be another way. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so John Connor died. And immediately after that, that changed like history. Yeah. So what happened now is it was a different target. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, well, if that girl gets killed, then some other girl will, or guy or what person. Mm-hmm. Is going to rise up and take the mantle because humanity is going to find a way. That's kind of like ultimately what the Terminator series is about. Yeah. It's like humanity will find a way no matter what.
2: Yep.
0: So as far as remakes go, it depends. If it's it's made awful, if Mm -hmm. it's an awful remake, obviously I'm going to hate it. (laughs) Like the Rob Zombie Halloween remake sucked. Yeah. I didn't like them. I know there's lots of fans that do like it. But it's just not my thing. So for me, it depends. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not good. Somebody could have redone The Thing. Yeah. Like, they could have... Because I think the original was from the f- 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was called The Thing from Another World, I believe. And mm-hmm. so, somebody could have remade that, and it could have been terrible. Yeah. But luckily, John Carpenter redid it in his vision, which is completely different from the old one. Yeah. And it's awesome. So... The, the thing I think that people don't like about remakes is if it's a remake of something that's beloved. Yeah. And they're like, don't touch that. Like, if somebody decided they were going to redo Jaws. Yeah. I know personally I'm going to be like, ugh.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't touch my beloved Jaws, you know. But <laughs>
2: yeah. at the same
0: time, it's like, <clears throat> the reason why is because to me it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. But if somebody could make it slightly better, I mean, I'm going to still watch it. Yeah. That doesn't change that the original doesn't exist. It yeah. doesn't erase that one. It's just a new one. Kind of like that crappy Ghostbusters. (laughs) Like that came out and everyone hated it. But that doesn't mean that the original one doesn't exist still. Yeah. I can still go back and watch Ghostbusters 1 and 2 all I want. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I have to watch this new one and be like, or the one from 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah. And be like, oh yeah, that one is so good. Like, Or I can look at it and say, oh, that one's so terrible it ruined Ghostbusters. No, it didn't just made was its own movie that nobody liked.
1: So what? It
0: doesn't exist. That doesn't mean I ha- I don't have to watch it ever again. Yeah. So remakes are, I'm okay with remakes as long as they're good. If yeah. they suck, then I don't know, but I'm still going to be the guy that complains when it's my favorite movie being remade. If somebody's oh, like, course. oh, we're going to reboot Alien. Yeah. say, what? You know, why would you do that? It's a perfect film. <laughs> but if they reboot it and it has potential to like start a whole new line of sequels or whatever. Yeah. Then okay. You know, I'm down for more Alien. Let's do it.
1: Now, we just watched a reboot of a series that we didn't actually watch. We didn't actually watch the the series itself. We watched The Kill Count uh, with James A. Genese, um, mm-hmm. uh for Wrong Turn. We watched all of it <laughs> through The Kill Count, <laughs> which, if That's you don't fair. know, is like the uh, YouTube Cliff Notes version mm-hmm. of movies. He goes through all the kills in the movie. Does a fantastic job. Um, we highly enjoy it. Highly recommend. And they're it. all horror movies. All horror movies. Uh, so anyway, we we didn't watch the original series, but we did watch the synopsis of each. And then I watched, we watched the original
2: series. Though, oh, you did. You, okay, you did. It, yeah, though. I did
1: not. I did not. Uh, but we did watch the reboot of it, and it was so completely different. Like you. Uh, they didn't even. I think they had like a brief mention of cannibals, and that was like the only similarity. That was the only connection mm-hmm. between the movies.
0: And we are talking about Wrong Turn. We because yeah. you just mentioned it in passing. Wrong Turn, but it is Wrong Turn. Yes. We watched the remake of it. Uh, it's uh, completely different. It's like a whole different movie. They yeah. shouldn't have even called it that. Yeah. The only similarity it has is that a group of teenagers... Well, I guess they're in their 20s.
2: Yeah. But
0: a group of 20-somethings, all modelly looking like all the other movies, go up into the Appalachian Mountains, and then they wander off the trail, mm-hmm. and they get attacked. Big surprise. And that is, like, the beginning and the end of the similarity between Wrong Turn, the old ones, yeah, and this new movie. Because all of a sudden, it's like this weird Viking, like clan of people
1: lost civilization and in Mm. the Appalachians.
0: they it was like the whole premise of it was it was this group of people who decided that these like i guess it was like a dozen families or whatever pledged to unite create their own society away from america at the time because it was right before the civil war Mm -hmm. and they were like we don't want to get involved with either side we're gonna start our own thing and so I don't know, man. It was just like they're living like cave people, <laughs> right? They're walking around wearing like animal skins and like yeah, like their masks with like deer antlers and deer skulls and stuff. <laughs> and, oh man, like I was like on board with it, but
1: it was so far fetched and so different. <clears throat> it just completely threw me off. Uh, great ending, very satisfying.
2: Yeah, the ending. Uh, was but cool. that was
1: that was its only only redeeming quality, I think
0: yeah because after I watched it I was like what are you gonna do like it had no like inbred like mutant people no cannibalism which
1: okay so the originals were ridiculous like you cannot believe there were so many (laughs) sequels but at the same time if you're gonna make if you're gonna reboot that series why would you get rid of the the thing that made the first ones so you know such a cult classic
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they would, oh, it would, I don't, <laughs> I'm disappointed, <laughs> I guess I can say, because it, it had the kills, yeah. the kills were cool, I mean, there was some cool kills. Yeah. But for the most part, it was like these people who were like, all right, let me reboot here, I'm going to do my own reboot. So in the Wrong Turn series, these, pe- these people were stalked and murdered mm-hmm. because these cannibals were using them as food. So it's like, all right, chop, chop. There was a couple of scenes where you see them chopping up the meat and stuff. Yeah. And cooking pieces of the meat. And so you have all this and <clears throat> it's gross. And it's something that we're like, oh, man, I can't think of myself as being like food, you know, yeah. or like other humans or whatever. And so in this movie, though, you get these villains, you know, the, the bad guys, so to speak, They try to do a spin on them where they're, like, not truly the bad guys. Yeah. So they're, like, oh, they're just misunderstood of this, like, civilization that's funny. And keep in mind, this this isn't, like, wrong turn where, like, these guys don't speak and they're just, like, making noises. No, these people have their own language, number one. Yeah. And then number two, they, like, speak English and they're, like, intelligent people. They're just, like, oh, yeah, hey, we're doing this whole thing. We've got our own, like, way of life. Don't come and mess with it. Yeah. It's, like, but then you get people. We don't like intruders. So they'll take these people and instead of like kill them, they'll like threaten the hell out of them, like join us or whatever or die, you know, like, okay, well, I guess we'll join you. That kind of takes away from the whole like danger out there. You know, it's like, okay, so if I get captured by these people, I just got to play by their rules and everything's cool. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened to the protagonist. It's like they get captured. She basically was just like, I'll sleep with you, like any of you. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. But whereas in the beginning of the movie, there was a local who was like saying, you know, the whole premise of the movie is this guy, Matthew, played by Matthew Modine, was looking for his daughter who was missing. Mm -hmm. So he goes to this town that she was last seen in and like this, you know, there's always like this local old guy who's like, stay away from the woods or whatever. So he says that and he tells her, tells the dad, don't matter how pretty she is, you know, like she's gone, you know, they don't care about how pretty she is. And then when you think of that, you think of Wrong Turn and those Wrong Turn movies are filled with women who are pretty Mm -hmm. and model looking, you know, and they get like their heads like chopped open and shit because they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, you're food to us. So I figured that's what they mean. Yeah. Little did I know that they can capture you. And then these beautiful girls are like, I'll just marry you. I'll sleep with one of you. And they're like. (laughs) <laughs> all right like oh right, you can join us then cool but i want you to spare my boyfriend too oh yeah sure he will spare him and i was like what the heck is this yeah
2: like it, so far removed
0: yeah when it when it when it turned into like this civilization i was just like eh This isn't the same. This isn't the same at all.
1: Yeah. I think it's the same thing where when you have your original Dracula, Nosferatu, and now we have sparkly vampires. It's the same thing. You evolve so much, you reboot the same thing over and over again, and suddenly that monster isn't scary anymore. It's not the same.
0: Yeah, because Um, they're trying to, like, what they're trying to do is add things to it to make it new, and it's like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Um, But... I digress on Twilight. I know there's a lot of fans uh, there, <laughs> but you we, you know, you also get into interview with the vampire, um which was huge for Anne Rice who had a whole series based around um these few vampires. And she does other stories too. She even does uh <laughs> an erotica version of Sleeping Beauty. Um so she's she that's a prolific horror writer. You have Stephen King who I don't think you can be a horror fan without at least seeing a Stephen King movie mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny when you see him make cameos in his <clears throat> own work.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's mostly in everything yeah I don't think he's in the mist, but he's in a lot of stuff.
1: yeah, he is <laughs> it's funny. And now his, he, his son does comics.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: he did. He did. Uh, but he's also a writer as well, Joe Hill. Um, so horror in general spans multiple platforms for sure. You have video games. You've got Resident Evil, uh, you know, video games at first. And then they rebooted it into, well, not rebooted it. They, they made a whole movie series. Based on the mm-hmm. games. Silent Hill is a big <clears throat> one. Um, yeah. So do you think that movies um, are scarier than playing a game?
0: Um, I don't think they are because I think playing a game gets you a little more immersed. You're in charge of like,
1: mm-hmm. you're in
0: control of your character. When in a horror movie, you're just watching things unfold and you're just like, oh, well... Oh, like I could, have, you know, I should have done. I could have done better than that. <laughs> but then, when you're put in a game, it's like, all right, let's see. Then, because there's a game yeah. called Until Dawn, uh-huh. and it's definitely a horror game. Um, it's written like a horror movie, and what it is is you take control of these characters throughout the game, and you make these choices, and your choices are judged. Like, you know, what would you do? Like, you will be walking, and all of a sudden, there's a, sa- a sound. Excuse me, I just had a hiccup right there. Right, <laughs> You'll be walking and there's a sound. Suddenly you have a choice. You have to make in seconds. It's like investigate the sound or keep walking. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, one of them was like, all right, I'll investigate the sound. So I did. And I'm like, why would I do that? That's so dumb. It's a horror thing.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, oh, I would have died. And sure enough, the character I had got their head like ripped off. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what? And then the way the game works is your characters can die, but the game still goes on. Mm -hmm. And you just lost that guy. And the story continues without that character. and so it's definitely one of those things where it's like you think you would do better huh okay well go ahead and try yeah and so then you get to play this horror game Mm -hmm. where the game actually really isn't a game per se it's more of a decision making thing where it's like this happens what are you gonna do you can still walk around and look at stuff and everything but by large it's just like choices yeah so i learned pretty quick that yeah, I can sit here all day and be like, oh, well, I would do better than that. But <laughs> most of my characters didn't make it to the end. And I was like, damn, you know, like a lot of times I made the choice. And I'm like, oh, that was dumb. But then sometimes I made a choice. And I'm like, wait, what? What? How, why did yeah. I die? Like, what did I do? And so <laughs> I think to me the games are definitely scarier because they pull you in. Like, they got your attention where you're yeah. really focused. And the Resident Evil, the original game, is very good at this. There's There's a part in the game where you're walking down the hallway... my throat's really dry sorry guys you're walking down a hallway and you walk super slow and then i don't know if you like you start running through the hall or you like walk past the window as soon as you walk past the window like it shat it smashes and a dog jumps through Uh and so you start running and another dog jumps through the other window so it's like smash smash and like the graphics are horrendous today when you look at that old game from, like, what is it, 97 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. 96? 95? I don't remember when it came out, but it was, like, old. I think it was 95. Well, like, you're running, and, like, these, these things are smashing through the windows, and it's freaking you out. And mm-hmm. then it, like, gives you a heart attack. You're like, oh, my God! <laughs> because you're too busy running. And then there's so many scenes like that in that game where uh-huh. it's, it's jump scares. But when you're watching a movie, you can you don't have to pay super close attention you could just you know casually pay attention to it maybe you're even like looking at your phone at the same time or whatever Mm -hmm. something will happen you're like oh what oh okay that's cool (laughs) but when you're playing a game yeah it has your attention fully yeah and you're totally focused on it when something happens it's more shocking to you Mm -hmm. especially since you feel like that is your character that's you Mm -hmm. and it's happening to you and you're like oh my god so yeah definitely games are a lot scarier i think than movies
1: So, horror in general is such a broad topic, but we really wanted to, you know, do this episode and kind of get the ball rolling. We will absolutely be covering, you know, other movies, other things. We didn't even mention half of the things that we had written down, Um, but there's plenty of room for more discussion, and we would absolutely encourage everybody to... Join us on our Facebook group. You know, post your questions, post your comments. Uh, let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we'll we'll definitely touch on things more in the future. Uh, but <laughs> we've definitely uh, covered quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I would say, um, what would be the main question to ask our audience would be, what's your favorite horror movie?
1: Yeah. And I think that says a lot about a person. Yeah.
0: I do, too, because there's a lot of people who are like, I like Friday. I like Halloween and Friday the 13th sucks, you know. And yeah. there's always, like, these people who are like, I like this. And because I like this, I hate that. Yes. It's like, wow, <laughs> why can not you like both? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, or Leatherface is so badass, but Freddy sucks. Yeah. It's like, wait, why? Like, what's your, why do you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so the good question isn't, like, what don't, what do you hate? Like, yes. just what do you love? Like, when you think about horror movies, what what's your go to? Mm-hmm. When say hey, somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, let's go watch a horror movie," or you you say, "Hey, you should come over to my house and watch a horror movie." What movie are you putting on? Yes, that you guys are gonna watch that night. That's definitive, I guess, to you of like your favorite movie. Yes.
1: What's what scares you?
0: Yeah, what scares you? What's your favorite movie and why is it your favorite?
1: Yes, that's the important part. Why is it your favorite? Why do you geek out about that?
0: Cuz <clears throat> anybody can say I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah, which we well, didn't even cover. <laughs> but why?
0: Well, we didn't cover a lot of the stuff like slashers. Slashers oh, are man. a huge genre that like screams 80s and it's oh, always yeah. like the the one that set up the rules, you know, where it's like don't do drugs, don't don't drink, don't have sex. Like if you do then you're dead.
1: Yeah.
2: You
0: know, so that's, like, one of the horror things. And they go over that in, like, movies like Scream.
1: And a huge one that we're definitely going to cover in the future is The Walking Dead. Because there's not only, you know, the TV show, but there's also the comics, which I know that you collected.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> so we'll... Comics,
0: and then there's also a couple games, too.
1: Yeah, so we're going to cover them i promise uh and if we miss something uh tell us what you'd like to hear next uh on another podcast so i think that's going to be it for our show for today uh and we'll we'll have some more later we're we're gonna have some more pedwig pizzas this week um and then we'll of course be back next weekend uh so until then please like rate uh subscribe share our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and
0: all of the above
1: and all of the above and check us out on social media and until next time guys.
0: Yeah. Don't forget to uh, comment on those questions that we asked. I mean, yeah. We really want to get to know what you guys like and promote um, interact, interacting with the group. Because I think a lot of people, I think a lot of the people in our group are horror fans. We yeah. just, I mean, we would love to talk about that with you. I know a lot of people have very different, Um, favorites you know I know it's it's not surprising to see somebody say like I love like paranormal activity yeah or I love Halloween or something like that but I'm not sitting here saying don't say those (laughs) but I am also interested in seeing if maybe there's someone out there that likes something off the wall
2: yeah
0: you know and that's what's fun about this whole thing about Mm -hmm. being in a community and in a group and people having so many different tastes so um, let us know, and we'll we'll have a chat about it for sure. Yep. Again, right. thanks a lot, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, soon. See ya. Thanks for listening.